Hello, I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Welcome to God Day. And today I just want to bring uh, an interesting, uh, some interesting thoughts to you that might help you in understanding how God intends you uh, to, to operate. Uh, now, God says in, in the Word of God that we are temples of the living God. We are designed, actually, to be temples of the living God. That is, for God to live in us and to, to empower us and to show His glory, His presence to fill us and His glory to shine out of us. And I want to share about how he does this in four ways. I want to talk about the meaning of the number four in the Bible that we see again and again in all the different pictures of the temples of God in the Bible. In particular, we're going to focus on the fact that the river of God that flows from the throne often is seen as flowing in four different directions. There are like four different anointings. Um, primarily. And secondly, we're going to see that there is a fourfold face. Uh, we see this in, in the four faces of the cherubim. They were the guardians of the throne. So when you look at the throne, as it were, sometimes you will see that face of an ox, sometimes of a lion, sometimes of, of a man, sometimes of an eagle. And, and these are expressions. Because they're close to the throne, they are imaging God. They are revealing an aspect of God. And so we, we see four faces. And what I'm going to tie together for you today, that in our soul, you see, our, we are spirit, soul, and body. Your inner, innermost being is, is the soul. Is, is the spirit, sorry, your spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives inside your spirit. And that is where the life comes from. It's the spirit that gives life. Your life flows from your spirit. And your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, your personality is meant to express. It's not meant to operate independently, really, but it's meant to express the life of the Spirit. So there is a life flow from your Spirit. There is the river of life, if you like, or we might call it the anointing of God, the spiritual life of Christ. Flowing from your Spirit is expressed through your soul in four different ways. There are four anointings, and the soul then manifests the life of God in four ways, primarily. The f these are the four faces. And so we're going to see this imagery with, with the cherubim, the four faces of the cherubim. They are, reflect four aspects of the, the nature and the life of God that flow from the throne. So uh, it, we're going to find that this is actually quite practical if you can follow me along. We see with the temples of God this fourfold nature. Actually, even in the very first temple of God on earth, which was the Eden, the Garden of Eden, um, Genesis 2.10 describes Eden. It says, A river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four river heads. So what this tells us is that there was a river that came from the heart of Eden, and actually, because water flows downhill, it had to come from Mount Eden, 
there was a mountain on the west side of Eden and that's the river flows from this mountain. So it then flowed downhill and, uh, and it says that this must, must have been from a mighty fountain under the mountain that then flowed down and this river flowed down into the garden and that's actually a picture of our soul uh, which is the garden of the Lord where our thoughts and emotions develop and where we're meant to bear fruit. And this river then flowed out of the garden as four rivers. So there's four rivers flowing out from Eden. This is all God's picture of what a temple is meant to be like. And then this river then flowed out to the rest of the land of Eden and then also it describes these four rivers flowing to, to, to cover the whole earth. And, and so you, you have a temple, uh, a special place where God walked with Adam and Eve, a, a place of the presence of God. This is all aspects of a temple. And again, from the temple is these four rivers. Jesus said, out of our heart will flow rivers of living water. And what that means is that there is one river of life that flows from the Holy Spirit in our spirit into our soul, into our heart, but then it, it multiplies as four rivers. There are four different primary rivers, four different anointings that God wants to empower you in your life. We see the fourfold nature again in the heavenly temple, the new Jerusalem. Because in Revelation 22, it says, He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. And the heavenly temple is, is actually huge. It's, it says it's 1,500 miles. Uh, not only long and wide, but also high. That is high. And at the top, and it's shaped like a mountain, it says, because it's Mount Zion. And at the top the high point, the holiest point, that's the throne. And from this throne of God and the Lamb flows a river, the river of life. And it says, in the middle of the street on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. So this river flows down the mountain and on this mountain is where all the people of God live. This is the dwelling place of God. This is the habitation of God. And there are golden streets. And wherever there's a golden street, there is the tree of life and there is the river of life. So it's like a garden city. But then we see the fourfold nature. If we go to Revelation 21 verse 10, he, he gets the vision of the whole thing. He carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. See, this is a mountain city. And he showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And um, it says, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates, 12 angels at the gates, and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Notice now, it's a four-sided city. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The city is laid up as a square. So there's a fourfold nature of this city. Its length is as great as its breadth, 1,500 miles. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. 
So we have this city shaped like a mountain, but it's four square. And so this river follows the street and the street goes out of the gates on each side. And there are therefore four main gates. Therefore, the river flows out in four main directions. So again, you've got this idea of that the, the river has four primary directions, four different anointings. And we see the same picture in the tabernacle in the wilderness. That was the next earthly temple that God dwelt with Israel in the tabernacle. And the tribes of Israel were placed around the tabernacle on four sides, north, south, east, and west. And it's interesting that on each side there was a main tribal banner. For instance, on the east, um, I believe, well anyway, there was that Judah was the main tribe on one side and its tribal banner was a lion. Of course, we talk about the lion of Judah. So on one side, when you looked at the camp of Israel, you would see the face of a lion. When you looked at the other side, you would see the tribal standard of Reuben, the firstborn son, and that was a man. Reuben means, behold, a son. On the other side would be, you would see an eagle. That would be the tribal standard of Dan. Uh, that, that means judge. And on the other side, you would see the tribal standard of Ephraim, um, and that is the ox, which means fruitful or productive. So, interestingly, these four rivers seem to correspond to the four phases, you see. And what I want to share with you is that we are temples of God, and so we have the fundamentally the same design to us. And each river, um, there is an anointing for us to be a lion, you see, the lion is op when we operate in authority, when we take charge. And there, that is an aspect of God and of the divine life within us. And when the anointing of God flows into our soul to be a lion, as it were, we put on the face of a lion. And um, th in, that is that anointing for us to take charge. You know, we all have to be a lion sometimes. Maybe you're a mother or or a father with children, maybe at your workplace, maybe you're in authority in, in a church. And, and to that degree, you are responsible to take charge. You are responsible to manage. And, and that is the anointing for a lion. A lion protects, first of all. In authority, you protect that which you're responsible for. You guard it and you oversee it and you take the responsibility for it. So that's the anointing of a lion. The, then uh, the anointing of an ox, that is the, uh, the ox is that which works hard. The ox is the servant anointing. The ox is when we roll up our sleeves and get the job done. Then we're operating as the ox, praise God. And it means Ephraim's symbol was that, fruitful, productive. Um, sometimes we need to be the ox. Um, then he talks about the eagle. Sometimes we need, God wants us to, to operate as an eagle, you see. And uh, that is talking about when we soar close to God. That's talking about our worship life, when we draw close to God. 
and uh, we operate as an eagle. And now our face is turned toward God. Our, our face is turned towards the truth and we're meditating on God. And we're operating then as an eagle. There's an anointing for that too. We can't be an eagle all the time. You know, we can't be an ox all the time. We have to know to move under the different anointing of God for each. You see, the lion anointing, you are focused on, you know, particularly against any dangers and you take authority over the danger. Uh, in the ox anointing, you're focused on the task at hand. Um, uh, and in the eagle anointing, you're, you're focused on God. And then finally, there's the man, the face of the man. And that's when we are face to face with people, in our relationships with others. We are to be compassionate, we are to be merciful, we are to be loving. Uh, in those relationships with people. So sometimes we, we have the face of a man. And so I believe we need to know how to operate in all of those anointings as the Lord leads. Let's go to another picture of this in Ezekiel 1, where Ezekiel sees these cherubim, these strange creatures that have four faces. But in a sense, that's an, they, are, they are images of God and the four faces of, the, of Christ. Uh, and we are also, in a sense, have these four faces to our soul. And we need to learn to, to operate in each of these four anointings uh, so that we don't do, do this in the flesh. Because if you're a lion in the flesh, that's not attractive. We need to learn to, do, to operate in the anointing of God. But let's look at this. Ezekiel 1.4, Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself. Brightness was all around it, and radiating out of its mist was like the color of an amber out of the midst of the fire. And from within it came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Each had four faces, each had four wings, their legs were straight, the soles of their feet were like the soles of calves' feet. They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. Um, already it's quite unusual. Um, verse 9 says, Their wings touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. We'll talk about that in a second. As for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man, each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side. Each of the four had a face of an ox on the left side. And each of the four had the face of an eagle. And so it's interesting that each one of these had four faces. And sometimes they would move forward in the direction of the eagle, sometimes as in the direction of the lion, sometimes as the direction of the man. So in other words, they operated in one of those faces at any one time. And um, the eagle was faced in towards the throne room. The lion was faced outwards to protect and, uh, and so forth. But, some t but as we'll read on now, but we see these four faces, which is very interesting. And then it says, thus were their faces. Um, and then it says, verse 12, each one went straight forward. They went wherever the Spirit wanted them to go. They did not turn when they went. Um, and so it's interesting that 
they, do, they don't turn. So at any one point, they're, they're moving as an eagle or they're moving as a lion or they're moving as an ox. Um, praise God, they're moving in one direction as the Spirit wanted them to go. So here is a picture of them operating under the direction of the Spirit. And I believe it's like that for us. As we learn, the Holy Spirit will sometimes come on us for us to be an eagle, for us to soar with God. At other times, the Spirit comes on us to roll up our sleeves and to be the servant to get the job done. At other times, the Spirit is upon us to, to be face to face, to be compassionate with, with other people. And, and sometimes the Spirit comes upon us to, to rule as a lion. And we need to, to be led by the Spirit as to what, which we move in. Praise God. Revelation chapter 4, he sees the same four faces. He says there were these four living creatures full of eyes in front and back. Verse 7, the first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf or an ox. The third living creature had the face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. He sees the same thing in heaven. He sees those, as he looks at them, he sees those four faces. Um, and so I, I believe that uh, this is something that is significant. Uh, and this actually teaches us about ourselves. Um, Let's, let me just talk about these four anointings and we're going to relate this to the four Gospels actually because Jesus is our perfect example. Um, but let's describe these four first of all. The ox, this is our, he wants to empower us to be an ox. This is our, the face, our face at work when we're being productive, when we're on a task. This is us as the servant of God. And um, the Proverbs 14.4 says, much increase comes by the strength of an ox. The ox is a picture of a servant. And, um, and so we need to, to learn what it is to be a servant of God. You know, you can't be an eagle all the time. You, you also have to be a servant of God. And um, Jesus... Uh, in Mark's Gospel, it presents Jesus as the ox, as the servant of God. You'll see in Mark's Gospel was written for the Romans who respected that. They respected a man of action, a man who got the job done. Thank God for faithful servants that you can trust to get the job done. You know, that's, that's important. We need to, to learn to be an ox. And, you know, Jesus in the Gospel of Mark, you see him going from one miracle to the next miracle, he, it says immediately he did this, he did this, and he did this. And this is the action man, the servant of the Lord. He marks 10.45, it says the son that Christ didn't come, you know, to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. And his ultimate work was to be a sacrifice. And the ox was a sacrificial animal too. So it's Mark, Gospel of Mark is all about Jesus being the ox. So if you're a bit weak in the ox department, that's a sign that you need to get stronger. You need to ask for God's anointing to help you to be that ox, to be that faithful servant. And read the Gospel of Mark to inspire you to be like Jesus. 
Then the next one is, is the eagle, and that's presented in John's Gospel. Jesus is the eagle, the heavenly Son of God, the one who, who, who knows God and who reveals God to us. He is the eagle, and his heavenly, uh, or, and the genealogy is in John's Gospel, is his heavenly genealogy. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It, it emphasizes that He's the Son of God, the one who's been sent from above. And the whole emphasis is on Him as an eagle. And you know, we need to, to be, learn to be an eagle. It says, those who, who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who focus their eyes on the Lord, who look to the Lord, they'll renew their strength, they'll mount up their wings as eagles. They, 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 we put out our wings and we catch the wind of the Holy Spirit and we soar on the wind of the Spirit. We mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. And so we need to, to be eagles, you know, because otherwise you'd run out of strength trying to be an ox all the time. You have to learn to get into the presence of God. Take time every day, especially in the morning, to, to be an eagle, to focus on the Lord, to soar up high, to let the wind of the Spirit carry you. Because the great thing about being an eagle is, eagle's eyesight is the best eyesight ever. And they can see so clearly. And when you soar up high, you see things from God's perspective. Those things that seem so big and impossible to you, suddenly you see them from above and you see them as God sees them and you see that they're, they're no problem. So that's where you receive wisdom for your life. When you spend time with God, you don't just receive strength, you receive wisdom. You see what you should do because you are, have learned to be that eagle. Praise God. And, and then the next one is the face of a man. That is what the Gospel of Luke. We see Jesus as the perfect man. The, how he relates to all the different people that come to him, the, you know, from the religious to the, to, to the prostitutes. And we see this perfect loving man in the Gospel of Luke. And the final one is the Gospel of Matthew where we see Jesus as the lion. Sometimes we have to be the lion. There's an anointing to take charge. If you're parents, you, you need to be in charge of your children. Don't let them take charge. <laughs> you need to learn to be that lion. There's an anointing for you to be a lion, to take charge, to, to manage the situation, and to protect your household against evil. Uh, you, the lion is to guard against evil. And so we need to learn to operate in all of these anointings. They are all aspects of the divine nature. They, we see it perfectly in Christ, in the four Gospels, how he operates in all those four anointings. And he shows those four faces. In our life, we may be strong in one or two of these. And maybe if we're honest, we're not so strong in some of the other ones. And, and that's why this helps, you see, because if you're comfortable, you know, being a lion, uh, but maybe you're, you're, you're Mr. Bossy all the time, and you're going around bossing everyone around, and you can't turn it off because you're comfortable being a lion, you, you've got to be careful, number one, that you're not being a lion too much. You're doing it in the flesh. We need to do it under the anointing of the Spirit, that river of life, 
that when the river activates that face, then we operate in it. But maybe you're being aligned, but you haven't learned to be strong in the other areas. Maybe you're good at telling people what to do, but you're not very good at actually being an ox and, and actually pulling some work in yourself, you know. Or maybe you're somebody who, in, who can be an ox, you can work all day, but you don't show kindness to your wife, your children, your husband, because you, you haven't learned to operate in that, in that human face very well and, uh, and, and show compassion and mercy on a human level. And so we need to identify where we're weak in these areas and let's become like Jesus. So if we're weak in a certain area, ask God to give you his anointing. If you're weak at being an eagle, you, you don't give any time to God. Make it your priority to start the day by being an eagle. Because once you're an eagle and you learn to fly in the presence of God, then you receive the river of life to flow that will anoint you to be an, a lion and anoint you to be a, a woman, a man of God, or anoint you to be that ox. So I think it all starts with learning to be an eagle, first of all. And, and then, but wherever you're weak, you know, there's an anointing for you to, to be strong because ideally we should be able to operate in all of these four faces as the Spirit wills. And so when the anointing comes on us to be the, the lion, that we move in that direction. But when the Spirit then moves on us to operate as a man, we move in that direction. And I think we miss it sometimes because we stay in the mode that we're comfortable in rather than actually the mode that God wants. So when we went to speak with someone with, to, with compassion, we end up barking, roaring at them like a lion, and we get it all wrong, you see. So we need to learn to operate in all of those four rivers with proficiency and be led by the Holy Spirit and not just depend on the one or two that we're strong at and, and ignore the others. So, so be a lion when God wants you to be a lion, when God wants you to take charge. There's an anointing for that. Be that compassionate human face when you're dealing with people. And be that eagle. Learn to be that eagle that soars high with God, fellowships with God. But also, you're never too important to be an ox, to roll up your sleeves and get the job done and be a servant. Even the greatest needs to be the servant of all. And so if we will be like Jesus, we will be all four of these faces as God anoints us to do that. God wants us to be like Jesus. So just read the Gospels from that point of view. I think you'll find that helpful. Where you are weak, read the relevant Gospel. If your devotional life is weak, maybe read the Gospel of John. If you want to see what it's like to be a servant of God, read the Gospel of Mark. If you want to see the compassionate man, Jesus, read the Gospel of Luke. And uh, read, if you want to see the Lion of Judah, read the Gospel of Matthew. I hope that helps you in understanding yourself. God bless you.